0: Let's pray. God, we thank you for drawing us to this place today. And we thank you in advance for opening our hearts, for showing us your love, for moving us in the power of your spirit. God, unless you speak to us today, nothing of value will be said. So I pray that you would give me your words to speak, and that you would keep me completely out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hiking in the mountains of the Pacific Northwest is one of my most favorite things to do in the whole world. If you haven't tried it, I suggest it. If if you're in the North Cascades and you get to a peak and the day is clear, which doesn't always happen in the Pacific Northwest if you've been there, you can see well into Canada Mountains marching forward without a thought to anything as mundane as a border. You can spend four to five miles going up. There's no hills that's that big around in Texas that I've seen. You can five miles go straight up, nothing but climbing, and be rewarded with incredible, stunning beauty. And then, of course, the whole way back is downhill, which is kind of nice. Often, In order to get to these majestic hikes, one needs to drive on a forest road. And forest roads are something that that Mark is probably really familiar with, but a lot of us don't normally drive on these things. And I remember as a kid, sitting in the back of our van with my dad driving what I felt was very recklessly on these single-lane dirt roads, and sometimes they had sheer drop-offs, not just on one side, but on both sides. They'd be on a ridge and I would be back there hollering at him to pay attention to the road and to stop looking at the beautiful scenery. It was terrifying. He didn't stop. He gawking around. There were roads with switchbacks, washed out places, and so much more. It was such a relief to get out of the car and onto the trail, it felt like as we had just escaped death. And perhaps it made those vistas seem even more beautiful. These roads don't just seem dangerous, they are deadly. There's deadly mishaps and accidents every year. A few years ago, a a terrible thing happened with a family from Portland who was on their way back from celebrating Thanksgiving with their family, and their GPS took them down one of these forest roads off of the main highway, and they got stuck to deadly results. Wilderness roads are beautiful. They're terrifying they're dangerous, and sometimes they're the only way to get to the best views. Philip, in our Acts text this morning, was invited onto the wilderness road, in our first reading, um, by an angel. Nothing like a terrifying invitation by a terrifying being. But Philip, God bless him, he was game. He set out from Jerusalem to Gaza with a wide open heart, and no agenda as to what would happen next. The first step on the wilderness road is always the most difficult. It's the saying yes part. It's that first step into the dangerous unknown. But the opposite of fear is not security. We can always find a loophole to security, can't we? Especially those of you who are glass half empty people, you're really great at finding (laughs) those loopholes. No one can ever be 100% safe, 100% secure. There is no 100% sure thing in this life. It doesn't work like that. So the opposite of fear is not being safe because if we wait until we are completely safe, we'll never do anything. So safety is not the alternative to fear. First John tells us, which was our second reading today, the opposite of fear is and that is love love is the only thing truly stronger than fear it is the only thing that will give us strength to step out into the unknown this should be and it may be something that you already know many of us do things out of love that we would never consider doing under normal circumstances Love moves us. Love emboldens us. Love gives us courage when we need it. It's a bridge to escape fear. Doesn't mean the fear goes away all the time, but it allows us to move forward. Philip was so full of love from his experience with the risen Christ and his engagement in the work of the Holy Spirit that when that terrifying being invited him to the wilderness road, full of crooks, wild animals, chaos, and the unknown, truly dangerous place, probably way more dangerous than those forest service roads in the Pacific Northwest. Love motivated him, and it will motivate us when God calls us on our wilderness roads. The second step on the wilderness road is being open for anything. The minute you think that you know what this stuff is about, what you're being called to, you're sunk. Dear ones, you are along for the ride. <laughs> if you haven't experienced that already, where you think you're, do- you're supposed to do one thing and something else crops up, this is the way of the wilderness road. Philip set out for Gaza. The angel said, you go on this road to Gaza. So he's like, okay, that's where I'm headed. But he found something along the way. He found a child of God. An Ethiopian who worked for the queen and had been in Jerusalem worshiping, he was reading the book of Isaiah and wondering at the prophecies about the Lamb of God. So as it turned out, Philip was not invited by the angel on the wilderness road to go to Gaza. He was invited on that road to meet this man and ignite in him the truth about the love of God. As I stated in our children's sermon this morning, life is more about the journey than the destination. It's mostly the journey. We look forward to these events that last an hour, a couple of days, a vacation period maybe, but most of life is in the waiting. Most of life is on the journey to get there, and it's so so true in our mortal earthbound bodies. I Personally, as a pastor and as a chaplain, I have, have walked through with many, many people through the path of, of going through death, and none of them have ever tied up all of their loose ends before they die. They're still on a journey. Our life is a constant journey, and, and it's not where we end up. Each vista, destination, and place ends up just being a pit stop along the way. Even this life We continue from life to life in a grand adventure of the Spirit of God. We must remember that the people we encounter are typically why God called us to a particular place. It's not about the destination, but the way that we allow love to ignite our hearts and affect others along the way. The third step on the Wilderness Road is to throw out all of our preconceived ideas and rules about how things should happen. This Ethiopian man that Philip encountered was not someone that anyone who wanted to keep a good reputation in the community would have hung out with. The first century was overt in its bigotry. It embraced it. It was one of their values, truly. It was completely okay and accepted. If you were a foreigner, if you were unclean, which a eunuch was considered, if you were associated with the wrong people, the wrong religion, the wrong family, the wrong class, and on and on and on, all of these things made it completely acceptable to avoid someone, to judge them, to exclude them. So Philip engaging this man at all is pretty incredible. And to share with him that God's love is for everyone was amazing. Philip knew that God's wide love encompassed this one who he had been taught from birth, was one to avoid, to consider unworthy. But Philip, emboldened by love, perfect love that casts out fear, did not hesitate to welcome this man into the experience of God's grace. And the Ethiopian man heard it so deeply that he immediately wanted to be baptized. He got it. So there's nothing between me and God cool, let's let's formalize this thing. There's some water. What's keeping me from getting baptized? And Philip, I imagine with tears in his eyes, said absolutely nothing and baptized that beautiful, gorgeous child of God. Once Philip completed this task that God had called him to on the wilderness road, the Spirit moved him on. He did not go to Gaza. The scriptures say he was transported by the Spirit and disappeared from the view of the Ethiopian man, which is some kind of crazy sci-fi kind of stuff. We likened it to Doctor Who in confirmation this morning. Can you imagine being that Ethiopian? I bet he thought, well, that guy must have been an angel, which Philip probably would have gotten a good laugh out of. But I bet he never stopped proclaiming The love of God that he knew was for him. So here we are in 2021 in San Antonio, Texas. Texas has some wild roads. Oh boy, especially when it rains like 12 inches in 48 hours. And we too are invited on the wilderness road. The place that scares us. The place that we don't think we're ready for. The place that holds the unknown. Who knows what it'll look like for each of us. For some it could be stepping into a relationship with someone we don't have much in common with. Really listening. Or doing something outside of our comfort zone. Or risking our true vulnerable selves with others. Doing something we know God has called us to do being brave enough to start over, who knows, what else? There could be as many different wilderness roads as there are people in this room. Each of our paths is unique. There are no two lives that are identical. Our creative, incredible God has made us with amazing diversity and potential, and only you can embark on the unique wilderness road that God has for you. The wilderness road is terrifying and dangerous, but perfect love casts out fear and the journey is the destination. Who and what we experience on the way is our destiny in God's incredible love. So start walking. Amen.